Welcome to Tutor Talk, the Tutor Doctor podcast where we talk about all things tutor. I'm Becky, the Tutor Experience Coordinator here at Tutor Doctor Home Office, and I'm your host. On today's episode, we're going to talk about the Global Tutor of the Year 2018 winner. We'll learn about assessment and how it is used in schools and tutoring. We'll chat about some strategies for checking a student's understanding, and we'll hear a story of how Anna Farrell, a tutor with Tutor Doctor in the USA, checked her student's understanding and discovered confidence was the key to her student's success. The Tutor Doctor Tutor of the Year panel has decided the winner of the Global Tutor of the Year 2018 is Chris Inslee from Reading, UK. The panel had some really great discussion in deciding Chris is this year's Global Tutor of the Year, and all four judges put a lot of thought, care, and consideration into their decision. Tutor Doctor President Frank Milner presented Chris with his award at a dinner in Chris's honor in London, UK on October 15th. Chris has also won a trip to a destination of his choice valued at $2,500 Canadian. Congratulations, Chris. We'll be chatting with Chris on a future episode of Tutor Talks, so stay tuned. We'd like to congratulate all of our regional Tutor of the Year winners. Ermi Joshi, Emily Bacon-Picardi, Jan Hurst, Clarissa Romez, Daniela Galvez, and Sam Marshall. It's clear through all of their amazing stories that they're dedicated to their students and to the Tutor Doctor mission of changing the trajectory of a student's life. To read the stories of Chris and our regional Tutor of the Year winners, and to learn more about this year's Tutor of the Year panel, please visit our website at tutordoctor.com or tutordoctor.co.uk and click on the Tutor of the Year link at the top of the page. Congratulations to Chris on being awarded the Global Tutor of the Year 2018 award. Keep up all of your amazing hard work, and we can't wait to hear more from you, Chris. We've all helped students prepare for a test or some type of assessment. But why are our students being assessed? And how can we use the assessments students complete in school to help our students succeed? How can we give our own assessments to ensure our students are on a path to success? To answer these questions, we need to look more closely at assessment. It is important to remember that an assessment isn't just a test and could include anything from written tests to presentations to assignments or even observations and discussions. Assessment is an ongoing process, and it plays a role in all aspects of a student's education in school. It should do the same in tutoring. There are three types of assessment, and each one serves a specific purpose. The first is assessment for learning. These assessments are given before a period of learning, like those given to students by your local educational consultant before beginning tutoring. These assessments help to inform our tutoring practice. If your student brings home an assessment that has been given before starting a new unit or topic, it's most likely an assessment for learning. The teacher will have used it to identify where the student is in their educational journey. Are they working at or below grade level? What do they already know, and are they meeting the curriculum expectations? Where are their areas of strength and need? We can use the assessment to answer the same questions and to further inform our tutoring practice. Where do we need to take them through tutoring? It also gives us an indication of where to start and how to get them where they need to be in order to be successful. We can also give students an assessment for learning before starting a new topic in tutoring. You could have them use a worksheet from one of the websites in the Tutor Resource Library. You could have a discussion about what they already know about the topic and what they find most interesting and the most challenging. Or you could have them play an interactive online game and watch their progress to identify their areas of strength and need. Assessment for learning doesn't need to be complex. It just needs to give you an idea of where your student is currently and a starting point for getting them to where they need to be. The second type is assessment of learning. 
This is assessment after a period of learning has taken place, and it's what most people think about when they hear the term assessment. Final exams and tests, presentations or assignments at the end of a unit of study are all assessment of learning. These things can be great resources for determining your students' strengths and needs and can really help you focus your tutoring. Take a look at past assessments of learning that your student has completed and any new ones that come home. By looking at the areas where they earned points or marks and the areas where they didn't, you can determine what the student learned and what they didn't learn. You can also see if they're able to demonstrate or apply that learning. Maybe they really just need some help with test-taking skills, or they need to focus on some key areas of the topic to ensure that they're meeting local curriculum expectations. You can then take these findings and apply them to your tutoring plans. You can also give your student an assessment of learning to determine what learning they've accomplished through your sessions. You can give them fresh copies of tests they've taken in school and see if they have improved. You can cover their original answers and photocopy it, type up a new copy, or ask the teacher if you can have an unmarked copy. You can use excerpts from local standardized tests. Past year's tests are usually available online. You can have them give a presentation to you, and you can even include their family in the audience. Or you can have them demonstrate their learning by teaching you how to solve a problem or equation or about a certain topic. Assessment of learning does not need to be a paper and pencil activity. So get creative and see if you can come up with a new and interesting way for your student to show you what they've learned. The final type of assessment is assessment as learning. This is often called self-assessment, and it occurs when a student reflects on their own learning. Students develop metacognition, or the awareness and understanding of their own thought process, early in their education. They can then use their metacognition to reflect on their own learning and determine how they're learning, if they're being successful, and where are their areas of strength and need. As they develop this skill, students can begin to decide what steps they need to take to be more successful and where they need to focus their learning. Use any assessment as learning that your student completes in school to help figure out what they're thinking with regards to their learning and to identify those key areas where you can focus your tutoring. There are also many ways you can give an assessment as learning in your tutoring sessions. For example, you could have your student keep a learning journal where they jot down their thoughts, ideas, and questions about learning in school, at home, and during tutoring. Then you can talk about it together, answer all of those questions, and identify those key areas. You could also have learning conversations with your student where you have a discussion about their learning and encourage them to reflect on what they've been doing. You can take those things your student identifies and work it into your tutoring plan to help them build up the skills they need and raise their confidence. When using assessment as learning, it's very important to encourage your student to be self-reflective, but positive. Students with low confidence may focus on areas they feel they're not doing well with, and they may look at their efforts in a negative light. Help them turn their thinking around. Work together to build solutions and a plan. Point out the areas where they're doing well and recognize the effort they're putting in to be successful. Self-reflection can be tricky for some students, so be patient and work together to develop their metacognition skills. Assessment is a key piece in determining what a student is learning, how they're learning it, and where we need to focus our tutoring efforts, but it's also essential in evaluating our tutoring. In the next segment, we'll talk about checking understanding strategies and how we can use them to tailor our tutoring to each individual student's learning process and needs. One of my favorite tools to use when talking to people about education is a cartoon from the Tiger comic strip by cartoonist Bud Blake. In it, there are two boys and a dog named Stripe. The first boy says, I taught Stripe how to whistle. The second boy looks Stripe right in the face and says, I don't hear him whistling. The first boy replies, I said I taught him. I didn't say he learned it. 
We can teach our students for four hours every day, but if they're not learning, it's not valuable time. So how can we ensure that we're not just teaching, but that we're helping our students learn? You can use the assessments you give your students and the ones that come home from school to reflect on your tutoring and whether or not it's proving effective for that student. You can then make any adjustments to your tutoring practice or style to help them be more successful. You can also use small in-the-moment assessments to help you pinpoint areas where your student is struggling and needs more of your support. These mini assessments are called checking understanding strategies. Checking understanding can take as little as a few seconds to a large portion of a session. There are many strategies for checking understanding, and some may work well with some students and others may not. There are many ways to check that a student understands and is learning, so try lots of strategies to find what works or get creative and invent a few of your own. My go-to strategy with younger students is traffic lights. For this strategy, I have three circles of colored paper. One's green, one's yellow, and one's red. When I'm finished explaining a concept or as I'm explaining a concept, I'll ask, traffic light? And the student will think for a moment and then they'll hold up a colored circle that best represents their feelings. Green means, I've got it. Yellow means, I kind of get it. And red means, I'm confused. We'll then talk for a moment about the color the student has chosen. What do they feel most confident about? What do they feel the least confident about? Where do they feel we need to work some more? And what do they feel is confusing them? This allows my students to do a quick form of self-assessment and reflect on their learning. It also allows me to get a quick gauge on whether or not I need to alter my methods and style, if I need to rephrase something, or if I need to try a new strategy. When paired with my observations of the student, their body language, and their responses while I'm explaining a concept, this checking understanding strategy allows me to get a clear picture of whether or not my student is learning and where I need to focus. For active students, you can alter the traffic light strategy by laying colored paper around the room and having them move to the color instead of holding it up. You can also change the colored paper to an action, such as a thumbs up for I get it, thumb to the side for I kind of understand, and thumbs down for I am confused. I found older students really like the thumbs up strategy. You can also have students complete a two stars and a wish worksheet. A quick Google search will provide you many worksheet templates for this activity, and it works especially well with young students. Students write down two things they feel they do well with, their stars, and one thing they want to work on more, their wish. This is a useful strategy for identifying areas where the student is not feeling confident, and you can start a conversation about why they feel that way, just like you would with the traffic light strategy. You can then use your understanding of your student's feelings about their learning and combine it with what you've seen from your student during the session to create or adjust your tutoring plans. You can also do this activity verbally or for an active student, you could come up with some actions to do as you talk about their stars and wish. A great strategy, especially for older students, is the sureness sort. Write down all of the subtopics and key concepts that make up a particular area or unit of study that you've been working on. Have your student draw a T-chart and label one side sure and the other side unsure. The student then looks through the list and writes each subtopic or concept in the column where they feel it fits. This helps paint a picture for you of what topics and concepts you need to work on more with your student. It's also a great study strategy that students can use to help focus their study efforts on the areas they feel the least confident in. My final strategy suggestion is show and tell. This one is great for seeing exactly where your student is getting confused or having trouble and it works particularly well with math and science. Give your student a problem or equation and have them solve it while talking you through what they're doing and why. If there are areas where the student's getting tripped up, it'll be clear as they'll have trouble moving to the next step or explaining why they're doing something. 
You can then revisit the areas or steps where your student's struggling and explain them in a different way or try some new tutoring strategies. It's easy to adapt the strategy for other subjects too. You can have your student explain the concept to you, draw you a diagram and explain it, build you a model out of clay and toothpicks and explain it to you. With a few minor changes, you can use show and tell for any topic. There are many great strategies for checking your student's understanding, but those were a few of my favorite. Check your student's understanding often, before, during, and after working on new content to get a clear picture of their needs and to help you focus your tutoring to ensure you're not just teaching, but that your students are learning too. Today, we have a success story from Anna Farrell, a tutor with Tutor Doctor in the USA. Anna checked her student's understanding when working with flashcards and discovered that confidence was the key to her student's success. Anna writes, As soon as I began working with this student, I knew she desperately wanted to succeed. A high school sophomore with aspirations of becoming a nurse, she knew this was a pivotal year and that her grades would be a critical factor for colleges considering student applications. But she was struggling in school and believed she wasn't capable of improving her grades to the level necessary to achieve her goals. Reading comprehension was a major stumbling block. When she was assigned homework that involved reading a particular text and answering questions about it, she would often give up after reading the first few lines. Lengthy written pieces containing multiple paragraphs were especially overwhelming for her, and she was convinced she would answer the follow-up questions incorrectly and fail the assignment. I knew she needed my help, but was faced with the obstacle of where to begin. I decided to print reading comprehension worksheets, starting at the third grade level, and work up to 12th grade worksheets. I taught her how to properly outline a text, to highlight key words during a particular reading assignment in order to make answering questions easier. Suddenly, she was bringing home A's and B's instead of C's and D's. Looking at her face, I could see she was ecstatic. One day while studying key terms on index cards, I intentionally chose not to shuffle the 75 or so cards and kept them in the order we had previously gone through. When we reached the third card, she stopped to tell me I'd forgotten to mix them up. Impressed by her memory skills, I created 10 additional key terms and had her study them for several minutes. Then I asked her what each word meant. She was able to tell me the exact definition verbatim. I was amazed. The experience made me realize that she was extremely intelligent, but she no longer believed in herself. As her tutor, the greatest value I could provide was to help her regain the confidence she had lost along the way. Today, she's a straight-A student and has received multiple scholarship offers from top colleges in her area. She has decided to follow her dream and pursue a nursing career, confident that no matter how hard it will be at times, she's going to succeed. That's amazing, Anna. Thank you so much for sharing. As tutors, we can have our own aha moment when we discover our students' biggest challenges, and it's so rewarding to help them overcome them. Often, confidence is a challenge that many struggling learners face. Our support and working to build up our students' confidence can be the key to changing the trajectory of a student's life. Thanks so much for joining me. The next episode will be released in two weeks, so check back for more news, interviews, tips, and stories from tutors just like you. Happy tutoring, and we'll talk to you next time. <music>